Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordoff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. All right, today, today we're getting strategic. Oh, could I even say that word? (laughs) Strategic. We're going to be talking all about opt-ins. Now, I'm not too sure about you, but for me, building my email list has been a huge priority as I have grown my online business. The reasons for this are that it's secure. It's mine. I look at it like a, a business asset. So what I want to be able to have in my business is customers. And I can build my Facebook following, my Instagram following, Pinterest, like all the things, those sorts of things. But that all exists on a platform that's not mine. So if Facebook goes away, if there's a glitch in the system, and I'm touching wood as I say this, and I lose my Instagram accounts or whatever, then uh, how am I going to talk to my people? Where are they all? So for me, it makes a logical sense to have a, a clear way to communicate with them that's controlled by me. So building an email list has been really important. Anytime I run an online launch, the majority of the people who buy have been on my email list for a while. And you know, we can we'll go into <laughs> online launches and all that sort of stuff more, but for right now, this episode is about how to start the conversation with your potential customers. And There's extraordinary things that can be done on social media platforms. But for me, there's also a huge, huge value in having that conversation via someone's inbox. I know that deliverability is down and, you know, open rates are low and all that kind of thing. But there are definitely things that you can do to make sure that you're actually in conversation with your customers. To me, that's what the whole thing is about. I used to work in retail when I was going through university. I was selling jeans. I was selling clothes. I worked at some big shopping centers and and people would be walking past all the time. And then some people would walk in because they saw something in the window or they, uh, they saw something on a shelf or there was good music playing or they'd been to that shop before and they wanted to come back and check out what was out. And then once they were inside, uh, I'd just talk to them like they were a human being. (laughs) I would literally just be in conversation with them. And I was always one of the best salespeople because I'd sometimes ask people's names before they went into change rooms, especially trying on jeans. You know, jeans jeans is a tough thing. I wanted people to feel really comfortable doing that. But I know some of you are like, oh, I hate people like you when I go into the shops. But there's ways that you can do it that don't feel icky 
And the results spoke for themselves in repeat customers and all that kind of thing. Now, with an online business, we hear the words, you know, traffic all the time. It's just like foot traffic walking past a shop. If people see you, what's going to make them stop and, and come inside your shop? What's going to make them like your page and want to hang out there? Why would they talk back to you when they know you're there to sell them something? The humanizing of online conversations is where it is at, you guys. You know, really being an actual person instead of a robot or a perpetual, you know, sales machine that's just promoting, 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 promoting. We need to be in conversation. Okay. So what I see as is is my social media presence is is kind of like the, you know, they can see me in the room. Uh, but then when when someone opts in, so when someone says, hey, uh, yeah, like buy me a drink, then that's taking the conversation to the next level, right? And that's kind of like their, uh, you know, it's like the next step in a relationship. And getting access to someone's inbox is like, woo, you know, they are they are giving you the signs, they are into you. They want what you've got <laughs> and we need to sort of see it like this. And and that's no joke. You know, I take when someone opts in, when someone decides that they want my my freebie, my whatever it is that I'm putting out there, that's a that's a big deal. It's a big deal to show up in, in, in someone's inbox as your name or your or your business's name. That's taking up literal space in their life. They you are now known to them. And I take that quite seriously. I don't want to spam them, but I do send a lot of emails, just especially during launch. But when someone first opts in, uh, my intention with that is to get to know them a little bit more as well. And I think this is something that we forget. We forget that this is a conversation. We think it's just like, uh, a one-way one way street. But one of the best ways you can improve your deliverability is to have people literally write back to you. So what I want to talk about in this episode is how you can kind of, you can treat your, uh, your opt-in as that shaken hands. You know, hey, we're getting to know each other here. This is what I do. And this is how, uh, you know, I'd love to help you. You've got that problem. Oh my gosh, I totally know what to do about that. That's what it's like. It's a conversation and 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 making sure that the people who you're shaking hands with want your stuff is like really important. So I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about what makes a really good opt-in and then we're going to talk about what, what happens on the back end of that <laughs> because it's, it's okay to just get people onto your list but then what happens? And this is where I think a lot of people can kind of fall off the bandwagon. Okay, so let's just look at it at basically is that when people are they're floating around social media, they see an ad for something and it's and it's something for free. You guys, we see this all the time. We know we're going to be we're going to end up on someone's email list or we go to a website and we see we can opt in if we give them our email address and we know like here we go. It's happening. 
There's a lot of people out there, however, who don't necessarily know that that, that what happens when you give your email address is that you know you're you're then a part of of someone's funnel. If you're a, if you're an online business owner, you absolutely know that that's a part of the process. But uh, but n- n- we're we're an unusual bunch, you guys. We're not normal. But I do think that people have become a lot more skeptical of handing over their email address. We've all like we're all buying stuff online, which means we see when people have sales. We're using our credit cards to sign up for things. We've got we've got pings, notifications, emails, everything's urgent. And people can be quite resistant. So when someone is looking to to download an opt-in, here's what I have generally found to be true is that they want a quick win. Most of us want that all the time. So whatever they see, they've got to see that they can get something, instant results or or something's going to happen for them quite quickly. It's not like, and it's got to talk directly to a particular problem that they have. Okay. But while it needs to be simple and actionable, it needs to be kind of meaty enough for them to think this is worth their email address and you being in their inbox. So they need to really believe that this is going to be something that will genuinely help them. And sometimes it can be the exact same thing that you give them. It's just that the wording is slightly different. You know, it's just that you really need to spell out exactly what this thing is and how it's going to help them. The other thing is, is that you need to be working backwards. You need to be thinking about your paid program or service or product and who who is in there, who is joining, what problems do they have? And you need to create some sort of opt-in, and I'll give you a few examples in a second, that will attract them. So this is not just about list building is great. List building, having more people on your email list means that you will end up getting more sales. But it's not necessarily great if those people aren't what people call qualified leads, if they're not people who who are actually interested in your thing. So if you sell something to mums of babies, so that is your target market, don't create something that's going to attract you know, dads <laughs> or mums of older kids or something like that. They really, you really need to kind of get specific and make sure that opt-in is working for you. Make sure, because most of the time we are paying for those leads because opt-ins usually go out on paid Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn ads. And it costs us to to build our list a lot of the time. And I don't want to be filling it with people who who don't necessarily fit my target market, right? So you need to work backwards from your paid offering. You need to start the conversation with where that person is right now. What is a problem that they've got right now? And you can solve it in a really simple, clear way for them. And suddenly they are shaking your hand back and thinking you are tops because you've just gone right ahead for free 
and just told them how to how to solve one of the the biggest problems that they've got happening in their life right so i hope you're thinking about this in the context of your business as i'm talking so a good opt-in and when i'm talking about opt-ins i'm talking about things like ebooks like for example recipe books recipe ebooks for me have always worked an absolute treat maybe it's a little guide an e-guide a client of mine helps mums who are starting to feed their kids solid food and it's working on gut health from the very first bite so she was putting together an opt-in and i said why don't you just create the the ultimate guide for for starting solids and and give them an understanding of why this is so important why gut health is so important give them a few basic foods to start with and then and then you can invite them to a training or to a a three-part series or a webinar, whatever it is, but 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 create something that feels really valuable to them. It doesn't solve everything. An opt-in is a, you know, it's not a thesis, <laughs> but it is it is genuinely valuable. So she turned hers into an an e-guide and got amazing. Uh, Facebook ad conversion rates and all that sort of thing, was able to build her list before a launch with something super, super valuable. And hey, Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, maybe it might be a some sort of a, a video training. Maybe they, they opt in and you take them through a three-step process in a 10-minute video. But they need you need to send them that, that link so they give you your email address in order to be able to do that. Maybe it's as simple as a checklist. You know, maybe it's just, uh, you know, if you want to do this, make sure you've done blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, people like that. People like knowing where they're at, what they need to do next. Uh, perhaps it's even, you know, if you're an author or if you've got something coming up, maybe it's a sneak peek into something, the first chapter of something or a module from inside a particular course. It's got to be something that people will get some sort of transformation from. So they're going to give you their email address if you deliver on your promise to solve that particular problem for them with your with your freebie, with your opt-in. So that's just a few ideas. I mean, the world is your oyster with this stuff. And I do want to differentiate the opt-ins with something like a, like a pre-launch series. So with something like a webinar or a three-part training series or you know, all of those things that we do, maybe a challenge, they're all freebies too and they're all great. But I would kind of call them pre-launch activities as opposed to just general list building and making sure you're always bringing new people onto your list so you can talk to them and so that, that you can also nurture them until you next offer your product or service. So I just wanted to say just a few other things about what makes a good opt-in before we go on to what should happen next. So always remember that People don't know you. <laughs> it sounds so obvious. I fall into this trap all the time. Like, hey, I'm Lisa. And they're like, Lisa who? I don't care. You don't mean anything to me. <laughs> and, you know, it's always a bit surprising because we're so famous in our own worlds. But 
when you're reaching out to a cold audience, it's really important for you to introduce yourself to them, to position yourself as an authority or as someone, you know, let, let them know why you're the person to help them or why your particular product or service or program is the thing that has helped other people in their situation. Remember that this is a great time to just let them know who you are, what you stand for. And and just a heads up on that one, don't make it vanilla. You know, really, if you've got some spunk and personality and you've got some pizzazz, you've got some you, that is the thing that you need to be bringing to the fore with all of this stuff. Because people buy from people. And I think there's so much vanilla online. We can tone ourselves down. We can say what we think people want to hear, or we can just be our good selves and go for it. I definitely encourage that. But just really make sure, and it can be quite uncomfortable sometimes to say, you know, I'm really good at this and this is how I help people. But you got to get used to that. Uh, The other thing that a good opt-in does is it helps build that no like trust factor. That is an essential ingredient when you're marketing. So people literally need to know you. So you've done that. They've gone, oh, I want your thing. I'll have that thing. And then they're like, oh, I like this. I like her. I like what she's saying. This is really resonating with me. And then the trust comes in when you don't let them down, when you keep the good times rolling. And that's how a good opt-in can be the start of a brilliant sales process. But for me, I genuinely want to encourage you to see it like a conversation. So once they have opted in and you've sent them their thing and they're feeling really excited and they're like, oh, that's, that's nice. And it doesn't have to be fancy, you guys. It really doesn't have to be fancy. One of my best opt-ins has been three pieces of advice that changed my life and will change yours. And it was literally two pages, a two-page PDF and like about four or five paragraphs. That's it. People liked it. They wrote back to me. So that's what happens on the other side. You then need to, people call it nurturing uh, your your list. I like to call it just like having a chat, <laughs> being in conversation and So always after you create your opt-in and you send it to them, I always check in like, hey, what did you think of that? Did it help? Did you actually download it? Here it is again if you didn't. And I'm going to check in in a few days to see what you thought uh, or, you know, to answer your question. So write back if there's anything that was missing. And then when they, then, then you literally ask, I I ask people to write back, like I'm here and I read your emails and I genuinely do. I'd love to hear from you. Like what's your, what are you struggling with right now? And, 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 and diving into, into that, getting to know the people who are signing up and where they're at right now is not only just good manners, I think, but it's also uh, marketing gold. When people are writing to you and letting you know where they're at and what they're struggling with, you get a really good insight from them. And then and then you can use those words to them because that's, what they, that's where they're at. That's what they're resonating with. That's where they're at right now. And I think so many times we can really lose lose touch. Well, I know I do lose touch with where I was at the very beginning of my journey, what it feels like to really not know much. 
and that feeling that a lot of people can have of of like I just don't know where to start, I just don't know what to do, and and having and then being able to repeat that stuff back in in marketing materials just helps us connect back to the people that we're really trying to help. Okay, so once you've sort of started that conversation, and obviously it goes without saying that you would write back if someone is <laughs> writing to you uh, and 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 being in conversation with them. And maybe they've, they've brought something up where you could direct them to a podcast episode or a particular blog you wrote or something like that. You know, that, that really means thing, something to people. And I don't know about you, but these people mean something to me. And, uh, and the more I can get to know them, the better. So don't just leave them hanging there. Don't even just do that check-in and then that's it. What I usually do is spend a good maybe four or five emails over, over two, two to three weeks. And I just, I share stories with them. I share stories about myself or, or about customers and, and really gr- use the stories to ground the work I do and how I can help them and show them around my site, link to two different recipes that they might like or, uh, or link to a particular podcast episode that's super popular. We can do, you can do all sorts of things like segmenting your email list when people sign up, just saying, would you say that your biggest problems are blah, blah, or blah? And then you can send them content related to exactly their biggest problems. Or perhaps it might be really important for you to know when someone jumps on your email list, what stage they're at in a particular journey. For me, you know, it might be, uh, tell me, tell me, uh, where you're at. Or maybe like, tell me even where you're at on your business journey. Would you say you're a blogger making no money or someone with an online business, but not not, it's not thriving or someone rocking their business, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I always say, and if it's not on this list, write and let me know. And it's, you know, it's, it would probably surprise you how many people will write back because they're there because they wanted the thing and they're like, oh, now I don't know if I belong here or not. Is this actually for me? So it, that creates a great dialogue again. And once you, you know, if you've got a fancy email um, a CRM, then you can just segment people off and, and make sure you get in contact with them about with content that helps them directly with where they're at. And I always, I really encourage you to keep in contact with that list. You, know, I once I set up a, a weekly email, I thought, right, I can remember back in the day, I had my new fancy website done and everything was branded and. And then it was like, you got to send an email. You know, you had to actually email these people. I was like, yes, I do. So I can just do that whenever. No, once a week I committed and I committed to having a new piece of content for them each week. Now, if you're on my email list, if you've signed up over at lisacorduff.com for my my marketing stuff, then you'll know that I, I'm in contact with you each week. And I'm bringing you something new via this podcast, (laughs) this podcast episode. I'll let you know what it's about. I like being able to help people and keeping in contact, keeping the conversation going. Because to me, credibility and integrity are very important in this space. And 
if I if I'm showing up for you and you, you know that I'm I'm there, that this isn't just a it wasn't just some sort of sneaky trick to get you in my um, inbox. I'm going to keep bringing you valuable content that I hope is valuable week in week out. And there's something that happens when you do that. You don't seem like a flake because I know like how many people have set up Facebook groups and then thought, oh, I just can't get people in here. And then it just kind of dies off. And you think, oh, this person isn't serious. This isn't what they do. Every single one of us has started off our businesses talking to no one. (laughs) It's crickets, but we keep showing up and the people come. And even if there's 10 people on your email list, get into a consistent habit of emailing them every week or every fortnight, whatever works for you, but just build in that consistency. It's a good business practice. Like it's a good habit to get into because then you won't just be like, oh, shivers, I'm launching this and I haven't been in contact with my list for four months. But anyway, let's just see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't fly all that well. I certainly don't appreciate it. Even if I haven't been opening emails from people, but I can see them coming in, that means something to me. Uh, so that is my little opt-in snapshot snapshot for you. Snapchat. Snapchat. I don't know what I was trying to say there. A little snapshot for you. And I hope that it's given you some fresh ideas. I hope it also maybe gets you a little bit excited about creating something. Don't spend the next three months creating some fancy opt-in. You never know what's going to fly. I've created stuff that I'm like, this is tops. This is winner. Whoa, I can't believe I'm going to give this away for free. And then just like it's bombed. Ugh. Oh, no one wanted that. Or or I've created something that I think is absolutely perfect for my for my target audience and will get absolutely the right people on my list and no one buys. You guys, this stuff happens all the time. In my time learning about online business and doing the do of online business, I absolutely can see that Marketing is just guessing and testing. And my mentor, Jim Fortin, (laughs) says that all the time. We have to be nimble. We have to be able to pivot and not get too attached to what it is that we've created because it doesn't matter. It matters whether the people we help, we want to help, are getting the information in a way that they appreciate and that works for them. And it can take a little bit of time to test that out. So don't spend a bajillion dollars doing it. Create a landing page, create your opt-in, make sure that you've got it all hooked up to your email system and then talk to the people. Obviously, you might need to advertise or promote that it's there. You can do that organically or you can do it via paid advertising Sometimes I use it as a way to re-engage my email list. I'll, I'll, I'll email the people who are already there and say, hey, do you want this thing? And it's just a great value add. So think about what it is that you know. Think about how you could put that together in a really simple, actionable way to help quickly the people who you want to help and then talk to them. Like shake their hand, be in conversation, get to know the people who want to potentially work with you. 
It's a fun ride. And it's always evolving. So hopefully that's given you a few little actionable things to do. And make sure if you are creating opt-ins or if you start sharing stuff, tag me. I am KBR with Lisa. That's Keeping Business Real, KBR with Lisa on Instagram. You can go and follow me there and let me know what you're creating for people. Let me know that you're out there and sharing and helping and starting that conversation with your customers. An opt-in is a great way to do it. Go forth, get creating and help. I'll see you in the next episode. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacorduff.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you. lisacorduff.com for your free cheat sheet. And I'll see you in the next episode.